One, two, one, two, three, four, five, six. Oops. Whew, we can count. That's amazing. Um, it's great to be here, Stephen. Gee whiz. Whew. What preparation we've put into today's show. There was a lot today. Was there? It was a, a minute or two more than normal. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> but normally when we say, and again, we've sort of walked in thinking, what are we going to talk about? We wonder. Yeah. And those are the shows that go longer than normal shows. Don't don't go off early. Is that mate. why this, it, this could be a twenty minute? No, I don't think so. I you never go. Off, so? I never go off early, mate. You know that. Really? No. Okay. Well, but uh, I'm gonna stay. When up. you say yeah. you know that, please no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, you're a stayer, are you, Stephen? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But the um, I, I think when when we sit down and think, oh, what are we going to talk about? Those are the shows. I think in the, in subconsciously we think we can. That gives us a bit of leeway mm. to go off track a bit. Yeah, right. So I just well, normally when it's a busy show, I'm like last week, that you haven't spent the whole morning. I spent the whole drive here in a couple of hours thinking about this. Really? Yeah. Okay. Long way here. I don't believe you. But Peak yeah. hour too. Was it? Okay. Traffic on the end too was unbelievable. Right. No, I still got here in an hour. It's all good. An hour. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty that's, good. Well, that's longer that's than pretty good. You know, in a non non peak, it's forty five. Isn't it? If that's I was going, years, isn't it? if I was going, yeah, no, it's no. I normally on a good run can get to yours at about in about thirty five minutes. Really? That's night when I come at night. When what it's are you late. ludicrous, mate? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but um, yeah, going going north, so it, it'd be traffic either way. If I went to yours, it'd still be the same amount of traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Depends on the time of day, of course. Yeah, of course. All right, well, uh, let's... How exciting. What an exciting start to the podcast. Wow. Talking about the commute. (laughs) Wow. We've got to lift the game from here, mate. We've got a lot of improvement to do. Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. That's him and that's me. Episode 491 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear and Arlo for all your home networking needs. You turn to Netgear and for all your home security needs, you get to turn to Arlo and we'll tell you more about them shortly. Stephen, it's just great to be connected to the internet because it feels like the internet is vulnerable. I feel like the last yeah. couple of weeks has proven <laughs> how utterly vulnerable everything is with yeah. the internet. Um, we had an outage, uh, I'm going to say a week and a half ago, from a network provider called Fastly, which brought down news sites all yeah. around the world. Um, so New York Times, CNN, BBC, Herald here. EFTM. Uh, yeah, no, we were fine. <laughs> all the big news sites were down. Um, <coughs> and, Tech Guide was right too. And, and like people were like, what's going on here? And there was a bit of attention to it, but it happened at night time, our time. So it wasn't really kind well, of... It, although that's when people browse in the evening. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But, it, but it kind of, in the media cycle, in the news cycle, it yeah. was a bit late for most things to happen. And but it happened like prime time in the US and all those other countries. Spot on. Yeah. And then yesterday, our time, so what's that, Thursday afternoon, yeah. about 2.30, in fact, I was trying to log on to my bank and it just right. didn't work. I'm like, this is weird. Do you want to count your money again? Oh, I count my money doing, every day. Doing very well. <laughs> I log on multiple times a day. <laughs> and he just marvels at the amount. So you try right? you try the web and then you try <laughs> your app. And then, yeah. so we've just, so I've got ANZ mainly for, we've been them, with them for years banking wise. When they turn yeah, on I'm, Apple Pay, I'm, we switch. I'm ComBank. And, and so we've, we've, deal. we've got ComBank for our new home loan, and so we've got accounts there. And so I thought I'd log in there and just look at those numbers instead. And did that depress you? And that was no, no, that was good. No, no, because we still got the we still got the uh, the the cash that we're going to use to do work on the house ah, is still just sitting there. So nice. it's quite nice actually. But anyway, so both were down. I'm like, this is very weird. Like that is yeah. a weird thing. So I, I turned straight to Twitter and did a bit of a search, and it wasn't 
a big deal at that point, but there was enough people going, is this working? Is this happening? Yeah. And then I saw someone say Westpac, and I thought, well, I don't have a Westpac account, but I'll, I'll bodge it up, and you try and just put in a code number and yeah. get an error as opposed to a incorrect password. It gave a yeah. network error. So you were trying to hack the Westpac Side. That's that what not what I said, Stephen. <laughs> I was trying to log in as a customer who yeah. wasn't really a customer. But uh, it was widespread. Yeah, you know, three banks that, I, that initially that I saw, and then uh, in looking around, I found Virgin Australia Virgin, website was yeah. off. Australia Post. I went Allianz. to try to post something, and they, their system was down as well. What do you mean you try to post something? I went, went to return a product at they the post me, office. They gave me a label to yep. re- return it, yep. and um, they said, "Oh, this system's down." Then the woman's handheld system. She scanned the code. She goes, oh, "That's right. I can do it here. It'll save in here." Then when we go back online, we're good. Oh, really? So it, um, I was able to That's believe good. that. And so uh, I, I understand that you, uh, if you're trying to renew your rego or license, so that, was, was, say, that I, was down as well. I, yeah. I was getting new tyres on the car, and when I picked it up, I said, to the, the, is your terminal on? Because I've got to pay with uh, FPOS. Oh. And he goes, no, it's back on now. He said the RTA was down as well, the RMS, because oh, yeah. they were doing like rego renewals and they couldn't yeah, put them couldn't through. Yeah, couldn't do it. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> so, so what happened here, and it's very similar to Fastly. So Fast, they're, they're two different things, though. Fastly is a content distribution network, which is basically, and we can explain it by using our website. So Tech Guide and EFTM, just think of them as a computer. A website is just a bunch of files on a computer. Yep. But if all of you people access that computer at the same time, the computer couldn't handle the load. Yeah. So what we do is we distribute the load across multiple computers. It's on a content distribution network, a CDN. Yeah. I, I likened it to a busy intersection with traffic lights. Okay. So if the the outage is like that busy intersection with no traffic lights working. Yep. So it's chaos. At chaos. Yeah. And, and so the content distribution network, so the websites were fine. But yep. the content di- distribution network was gone, and so therefore yeah. there was there was no way for people to find their way to the content. Because yeah, traditionally the gone. CDN does like load balancing, so it directs traffic around other servers and everything, so there's no traffic jams. Hmm. But in this instance, it was just uh, nothing, nothing doing there. And what's and fascinating is yesterday was was looking for the common thread between them all. So there was no status that we could find that said that a certain thing was down. But a little bit of searching found that it, most of them used a service called Akamai, Akamai yeah. which is a similar service to Fastly in that it's, it, it is also a content distribution network, but it is also much, much, much bigger. Yeah. Like they are, they are one of, like, we're talking, you know, I don't know for sure, but like things like Netflix and Stan yeah. and that this is what they do very well is yeah. everything. Like they, they distribute video content. They house video content in multiple locations around just Australia, let alone around the world. Yeah. And what they do is they actually put servers within in almost every internet provider will have an Akamai yeah. server so that what it means it's is... like a cloud server too they've got. Yeah, yeah so, so imagine having... If, if Akamai has a computer in Aussie Broadband and Optus and Telstra, when I access a website that's hosted by them, all I do is I go within the Aussie Broadband network. So I'm never leaving to go yeah. on the broader internet. And so that's Akamai's power is they've got this real solid distribution. Now, what the f- hilarious thing about this is, it was actually a product called Amazon Prolexic, which these companies subscribe to as a as a way of preventing or mitigating DDoS distributed denial of service attacks. So the whole <laughs> purpose of the system they, they subscribe to was to prevent their websites prevent going down under attack. Yeah. Well, not really a hack, but just an attack to, yeah, that, that blocks the traffic. Yeah, yeah. An attack uh, like this is like when, remember the truckies used to do um, truck blockades on the, on the freeways yeah. and just to <laughs> slow the traffic down. That's what a DDoS is. Yeah. And, and so this prolexic was the thing that failed and the companies were being told, okay, to get your services back online, just disable that. So they oh. just had to tick, just turn off that service and everything was fine. God, so the, ser- the very service made to 
keep them from being um, brought down by an attack by was, a, by overwhelming traffic yeah. was was what brought them down. Wow, so not a good look. And I don't know about you, but I got a lot of questions about like, does this show we rely too much on? The Got internet. that as well. First, the, the other thing people thought, first of all, because they saw that it was all the different banks that yeah. went down. First, people thought, thing they thought was a, it was a hack. Is it, it an, is an attack, attack of, some, sort, of yeah. some kind? I think that people started to panic when they saw, hang on, Combank, Westpac, ANZ, they're all down. Hello. Like, there was immediate suspicion. Mm. But uh, it was it was kind of good news to know that it wasn't that, of course. Yeah. Just this and we should service. be clear. No, it was not a, a hack. So there was no personal no. data uh, access gained. No, it's just you like couldn't that. you couldn't access something that you take for granted. It, it was, was just it was just as we use the yeah. road um, analogy. It was just a, a yeah. major freeway was blocked or a major intersection yeah. was blocked. And we were stuck in traffic for a bit. And we were stuck in traffic for a bit and it wouldn't yeah. work. But you know, think about those businesses and those people trying to make transactions during that hour and a half, yeah, two like, hours. Like imagine you, you're signing off on a home loan or buying a new car or something like that. And they say, oh, we're going to have to delay it till tomorrow. I'm like, no, oh. mate, I'll wait. Uh, like, uh, you just, like small, like a cafe. Did you get your tires in the end? Yeah, that yeah. was no drama. I went after it. I, I went so at the end, end of the end day. Of financial year purchase, mate? No, mate, it was a tire, the tire on the Mazda. I don't drive the Mazda much. So, oh, so you don't have a car on the company, have you? Do you have a do you lease a car through your business? Or? Uh, the, the Carnival is, 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 that, is, that is an, an EFTM? EFTM review car, yep. <laughs> it's a long-term family review, yep. Fair enough. Um, but Fair the enough. Mazda's tire was flat, <coughs> so I pumped it up with the little Xiaomi thing and yeah. just drove it down to Jack's tyres and said, like, I think, to be honest, I think the tyres are just too There's old. a slow leak in it or something? Yeah. I think the tyres are old and they... It's funny, they sent me a text... Um, because I didn't answer my phone. And so this is, I'll go there forever in a day now because I didn't answer my phone, so the bloke just sent me a text and I went, yes, that's my man. That's what I want. I just want people who, are, going, nice. who, are, who are willing to just... Oh, so you've been there before. You were a customer there before. That's uh, how they knew your number. No, when you when you put oh, your when car you down, call. they give you a number, so they oh, call okay. you, right? Yeah, nice. Anyway, he goes, G'day, it's Mark from Jack's Tyres. Uh, your Mazda requires a new set of tyres. We can offer you Boto tyres at a certain amount each. And I went... I'll be honest. I've never Bo- heard of them. Um, let's let's go. A, let's go a couple of steps up from Boto. <laughs> and he goes, "Okay, we can do Continental." I'm like, "Yeah, thanks yeah, very much." That's what I had on my Merc Continentals. That's yeah. I, I. I want a brand that that's I've a heard solid of. Tire for you, Mazda, mate. <laughs> I want nice. Well, you know, they're going to. It sits <coughs> in the driveway. Like it doesn't get driven yeah, much. Yeah. I've taken I've, on a bit of a road trip today. You know, bring it down here. That's road trip to come here. <laughs> yeah, it's probably driven more cases today than it has in a year. Anyway, yeah, yeah, well. um, we digress. <coughs> my point is like the reliance on digital infrastructure. Yeah. And well, I, yeah, if you want to buy something or make those transactions, it's it's if you can't access something that you take for granted, that people start to panic. And the worry. big winners out of this are IT departments who've been banging on doors trying to get their bosses to spend money. Right, yeah. so you're in a big corporate and you you know that your vulnerability is you rely on fastly. Yeah. A singular company or Akamai, whatever it is. And so what you propose to the business is that we spend, you know, about the same amount or, or, or slightly less again on a backup redundant system. And the business goes, you're kidding, go away, because they don't see the benefit in it. But and if now... If that was there, they can just spin up that, spin and, up that server. And the they? boss now, the <laughs> boss in the past was going, mate, when's that ever happened? And you go, actually, it's never happened. Now you go, well, two weeks ago it happened with Fastly. This this week yeah. it happened with Akamai. We need the redundancy. Yeah, it's, I think the attitude there should be, not. it's not, oh, when when did that happen? It's, it's in case it does happen. Yeah, like, but that's what, not the attitude like, in business. Okay, but it, it's like put, getting in your car, think, I won't wear my seatbelt. I'm <laughs> unlikely to have an accident. Yeah, I know, but know, when, like, when a business, and look, I, I sat through plenty of business planning um, processes at SBS where you're trying to, you're bidding for millions of dollars. You're going, we think we should do this because it costs this. And the, the, the business would say, 
What, how are we going to get that back? What are the, what are the benefits, etc., yeah. etc.? Et so a business needing to spend millions of dollars is going to go, actually... They've got to justify it. Is well, I'll, I'll be honest. If if my CDN goes down, I'm like, I don't care. There's like I, I can live without internet traffic to EFTM for a day. I've had outages where it's... Really? Like you work hard. What do hard. you use? Cloudflare? You use Cloudflare? No, we switched to another one. It's like a um, white, white label now, so it's just the EFTM CDN. I yeah, think okay. it's a thing called Bunny or something. But... Right. Um, it, like it's not, it's not actually going to cost me money if my website is down for a day. It's not going to physically cost really? me money. It's not reputationally great, yeah. but it's not the end of the world, yeah. right? It's not worth me spending double on, yeah. right? Okay. So yeah. that's the way. That I mean, yeah. that's it's, a it's pure like, business it's not decision. Not like people are logging into your site to deposit money and to withdraw like, money. That's and right. Like their essential so, services. So I look at it this way: the risk, you know, map for me is okay. So my my core audience is going to go. I'll come back. No, I'll, go to tech, I'll go to Tech Guide instead. Totally. Yeah. And but then they'll come back or at some point, person. right? Yeah. Whereas a, a search traffic person who doesn't know me, so I'll miss out on them. Yeah. But actually, they're not of high value to me anyway. So yeah, it's yeah. a it's a it's a balance. Yeah. You just got to go. What what what's the impact on it? But a a big business, big you know, business. A big corporation like a bank. Mate. Well, that's just like you need. To, you'd think they'd have redundancy. redundancy there will be upon redundancy. emergency meetings happening right yeah. now. And the other thing these two incidents do. Is they allow the world to know where the vulnerabilities are. Yeah. So right That's now, true. if you're Russian, you know, hackers <laughs> or Russian yeah, state all you do actors, do is take out that, and you know that you want to take down the news. Yeah. Fastly. Yeah. Exactly right. Right. Yeah. Oh, so we want to we want to put Australia into chaos. Yeah. Akamai. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah, but you'd, you'd, it's a serious thing. You'd like to think though that Akamai has. Protection in place for that, for the, for the, so they're not so vulnerable. They'll be having the, meetings they, as well. I don't, right? I don't, I don't think it's any news that the the hacking world would know of Akamai and who no, they not look at after. All. Like, so this isn't breaking but now, news. But uh, now, it, it kind of it's like the wait. It's like the pandemic. You know, people have said in the last six months, it's like you know what they now know what a pandemic can do. Don't think this will be the last time it happens. Yeah. I don't think that exactly, someone won't yeah. engineer someone a virus in the future, yeah, right? Exactly, yeah. Because we now know the impact it can have. Yeah. Same with this digital stuff. It's like, okay, so let's let's muckrake, let's yeah. do this thing, and we could well, we could cripple they, the Australian economy for a day, which they would be have, trillions of dollars. Wouldn't they have uh, in the past? The, probably the banks for sure had like contingency plans for stuff like this. If they, oh, I've got they, a hundred dollars cash at home for that. That's my contingency. No, but I mean, wouldn't <laughs> they have something? This is uh, an outage. Is something that they would have planned for. But I think in this case, the um, outage wasn't just limited to one bank. It's not like it was no, just that's the right. Commonwealth Bank. So reputationally, they were fine. So it's like uh, Commonwealth said, well, it wasn't just us, it was everyone. Totally. So they, that's the upside of this is that it wasn't on doesn't their change end. the fact yeah. that a cafe that uses a Combank terminal yeah, was yeah. screwed for that's an hour true, and a half. Yeah, and, and the other, this is why, why you love to be a fly on the wall. It's like ANZ was back on in like an hour. Commonwealth yeah. took a few hours. Uh, if you're at Commonwealth, you're going, what did they get back on so quickly? <laughs> you know, solid argument. How long was it out? Was it a couple of hours? It was two or three hours overall in yeah, reality, but yeah. you know it was really ANZ was back pretty reasonably pretty quick. quickly. Like it was one of those moments where you go, "This is a massive story; it's going to be huge." And then, oh, they're already back online. Yeah. So you realise it's by going the to news, around. like you do. I did something on Channel Seven for mm. them talking about it, and I think by the time the news came on, I was back. Yeah. All, all I, well, I had the situation where I I had all the um, reporters around 
the country, so a Melbourne and a Sydney and a Brisbane reporter for yeah. nine, yeah. ring me and go, can you talk me through this? Yeah. <laughs> can you help me understand? Because yeah, I've got to do a live cross on it. I, I had to talk them through that as well. So, you know, you've got to, got to break it down like we do here. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. you know, someone that's got to report on it an hour after it happens is pretty, pretty yeah, tough to do. Absolutely. So, yeah, it was, I, th- I thought it was an interesting little thing. And let's be clear, it ain't going to be the last time it happens. No. Um, folks, there's going to be internet outages, outages for, for the future to come. That's that's the, the world we live in. Just like there will always be traffic jams. But that was the question that you, that you got and I got was, uh, just, does this show just how much we rely on technology? And I said, well, yes, it, it does. does. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you know what? Some A lot of the, the argument about cashless, I get it. I hear people say, oh, yeah, but you need to carry cash. Yeah. But that doesn't help if... if the terminals, like the, the technology is also in just the checkout. So yeah. the point of sale system could fail as well yeah. and they can't accept cash. So there's wow. some, you know, you've wow. got, it's all well and good to say just carry cash with you, but yeah. that actually doesn't work Which I do. entirely yeah. at places that A, don't accept cash or B, yeah. um, rely on the, the checkout to actually open the register to give them change. Yeah. So it's not, not as easy as it might th- might seem, I think, to some people. Okay. Anyway, um, stimulating stuff here on Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 491. Well, E3 is underway right now. You've done you've done E3, haven't you? You've I've never been, no. Haven't you ever done an E3? No, it's not, <coughs> my, not my thing. Yeah. I thought you've done one. No. Okay. Gaming, mate. I mean, I love gaming. Yeah. But I'm, e- not, deep, E3. I'm not deep enough in the ecosystem that... I'm just desperate for it now. Yeah, E3 is uh, popular. I've been going to E3, or I haven't been for the last few years, but sure. Uh, in in uh, back, my, I think my first E3 was like 2003. It was like the PlayStation Portable was introduced, and yep. and in those ensuing years where ga- gaming was really gaining momentum in terms of it being at a like a legit form of entertainment. Yeah. Yep. It just became a massive, massive show. Is it also one of those events that's changed over the years because the big consoles aren't announced there anymore? They're announcing their own separate things and then showcased here? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like all, no, the, all the companies now announce some, things externally? Yeah, it, it's kind of like CES. Yeah. You, you think of Samsung can announce whatever they want, yeah. whenever the, and they whatever do. they do, but CES is still a time where they make their major announcements. So mm-hmm. I think the, the E3 sort of works in a similar way for gaming. So you, you you have your Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo presses, as well as uh, all the other gaming developers and r- revealing exclusives. And you, you E three is normally when you hear about all obviously all the new gaming titles, whether it's a a brand new IP or a sequel or or a franchise, a, new, a franchise maybe coming from a movie to gaming and vice versa. And this year was no exception. There was a lot of lot of uh, gaming games announced uh, in that 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 cover all those original games, sequels, new and new franchises as well. And one of them, I think, one of the biggest. And this goes to show how big gaming is. Is Avatar? Hmm. Like Avatar is the biggest, most successful movie of all time. And there's new ones coming, isn't there? New yeah, movies. Yeah. There's there's two, three, and four being made right now. Yeah. They're in Wellington, yep. James Cameron's in Wellington right now making those. But here's another open world game, Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora. And Pandora is the. Have you seen Avatar? Yeah. Pandora is the planet where it all takes place. This right. amazing, colourful, dangerous world. And this is the sort of the open world that is the the setting for this game. Looks great, and no, no doubt James Cameron would have had a say in this, how how it looks and how it plays. But uh, other other titles, Halo Infinite, Halo just another won't go Halo. Away. Yeah, Halo's been around for so long. Yeah. Halo Infinite, this is uh, I think a multiplayer game. This one, 
And uh, but our good mates at Bethesda, shout out to Dave Robles. He uh, Bethesda is behind a new game called Starfield. This is an all new, all new fr- uh, franchise, right? And it's set in space. But it's you know how they they call open world games. Yes. This is like an open universe game. Wow. It's got some scale to it. It's not out till next year, but it, I saw the trailer for it. it. Looks amazing. So you you get to create your own character, and that character can move around the universe freely. It's like a yeah, pretty, get around. pretty pretty big. Oh, I think there'd be ships and all kinds of things, mate. But um. There's some some other cool games, and oh, you'd love this one, Forza Horizon Five. Yes, are you, are you, yes. Are you a Forza man or a yeah, Grand Forza Turismo? Horizon? My kids love. Right there you go. Yes. Well, Forza Horizon Five, uh, and you know it's the same deal. I may drive amazing cars in amazing locations. Yep. This time it's Mexico. Oh right, because yeah. you know um, the th- three was Australia. Yep. Four was England. So so Mexico. Mexico is the new one. <coughs> That's out on November the 9th. Wow, this year. So keep an eye for that one. That's an Xbox exclusive, as all as it's funny, as Forza, you know, Forza always is. Horizon gets nice updates throughout the. Like it's, it feels like it's only been two years since four came out, yeah. but they they can they really draw you through it. Like there's always new things that happen in the game to make it continually yeah. playable. It, well, it's one of Xbox Xbox's biggest franchises for sure. Massive because it's because it's you know own title, and that's that's yeah. why they push it so hard. Of but what's fascinating to me is you still get. It's such a long time between drinks for other games, like Grand Theft Auto, for example. Mm. Like they're really yeah, pulling it a while eh, since that. They're pulling the the last out of Grand Theft Auto Five. Let's be honest. It's yeah. like to be playing that still. That's what, it's hardcore. That? That's six years old. How long? Yeah. Longer than that. It's super old. Wow. But still great game. But there's but a lot it, of updates it could, for it. Could, it, eh? yeah. it could do with a, a whole new map. Of course it honest. could. Yeah. Like, like Call of Duty's every year you get a Call of yeah. Duty. So that's that's pretty good. That's what's fascinating to me there. You know, Forza Horizon they they put the effort into kind of once every two to three years. Mm. You know, Call of Duty's an every year thing, and then you've got these things that are still huge titles like Grand mm. Theft Auto that doesn't get that. I think the difference there <laughs> is that like Call of Duty they share they share the load. So one studio does it. So they they take two oh, years to make right. a game. And then Sledgehammer Games comes back in and makes their game. So they take turns. I think right, it's a two-year cycle. Yeah, okay. So there's, there's not just the one. Like Forza yeah. and Grand Theft Auto, that's one mm. company that does it. Mm-hmm. That's why it takes time. But I think, yeah, yep, Call, of Duty, cause Call of Duty is under the Activision umbrella. Yes. So they, they have two different publishers or even three different different developers who make the they're in the schedule to make their version of Call of Duty. You want to hope, hope that the guy doing the one after you, the one before you, doesn't steal your idea. Well, I think I'd say there'd be a big secret whiteboard somewhere. So <laughs> right, we're doing this. So you're doing this. We've got that cool this. weapon. Yeah, we're going to you're, this place. You're we're doing set, this era. You're going to be set in this era. That's right. We're going to yeah. be out here in the future, whatever. So yeah, yeah, okay. there'd be some solid discussions over that one. Uh, what's it? What else is new? The uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's a, again another example of a well-known property mm. brought to a game. And how often have you seen movies based on the game? So this is going the other way, where this was a movie first. Yeah. But how many times have you seen games, really popular games, become films? I don't know. So many times. What? The, the um, what, what was the, the oh, God, I've, I've had a mental blank now, but the, the, the movie with the, the, what's the zombies? Resident Evil. Resident Evil was the first, that was okay. the first movie that, was one of the first derived from uh, from there a film. There was no legislative Larry Prin- in the Land of the Rounds Prin- movie. <laughs> Prince that of Persia. Would, that'd be in the Prince of Persia was section. what? You reckon? Yeah, yeah. I, I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Release the, uh, shit, Larry. The yeah, Land I remember. Yeah, that was an early game, <coughs> early doors. Yeah. It had like Literally an adult, adult rating. Yeah, you had to knock on doors and give passwords, and then yeah. achieve. I know goals. the one, mate. So chicken and corn <coughs> in the gaming world. Wow. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I remember Resident Evil, Prince of Persia. Um, what else? Games and movies I've never heard of. Yeah, well, no, but these are, these were games first. Like Assassin's Creed was a very popular game. It became a movie. That I've heard of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there, there's all those. There's so many. I, I just I've just blanked at the moment. It's not Guardians of the Galaxy though. That's that's no, Guardians that's of the titles. Galaxy. That was a film. That's a that, serious that title. Was, yeah. That was a film. That was a film now becoming yep. a game. Uh, but uh, others though, just original ideas. Uh, there's one here called Back for Blood, Warner Brothers game. So Warner Brothers. As Sounds you know, like the Backstreet Boys is something. a film studio. Then, frankly, the, the the image on your site looks like the Backstreet Boys. It's you like a boy so? band. You reckon? Boy what, band with, with, with guns. guns. With guns. Yeah. <laughs> now, well, this is uh, Warner Brothers Games. Turtle Rock Studios is the uh, the co-op there. It's a cooperative first-person shooter. I know you're not near your shooters, are you? I love dri- my shooters. You're as long as I can man. sit and snipe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but this is uh, set in a world where... The you you find yourself as part of this crew, yeah, and you're battling against the ridden, right? The what? The ridden. These are creatures who are once human, but by, they've been affected by a deadly parasite. Oh, that, see, I'm out. That's that's where I'm not and a fan. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to rid the world of those creatures with a team of freedom fighters okay. to reclaim the earth. See, so I'm. Um, but that's you know what? That's the half thing. That, that's the thing about a game. It's got to have a good premise. It's got to have a good setup. It's not just one thing to say, right, here's a gun and go shoot things. There has to be a story. There has to be that's what I'm waiting the background. For. Far, oh, Cry Far Cry 6. Six. Yeah, yeah, that's October. another one too. Yeah, that's coming out as well. That was oh, announced mate, also. I, 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 will I get fell behind on, Star Cry, on Far Cry. I haven't... Um, oh, mate, I'm, I still play Far Cry 5 every now and then. Yeah, right. Just, so that's my favourite open world game. Far Cry. Wow. Yeah. Because it's legit you just a, a G- massive map. You weren't a GTA, mate? Yeah, no, I, no, but Grand Theft Auto. The thing about Grand Theft Auto, I, I got, here's why I didn't. I got out of Grand Theft Auto because it it became very much an online player game. So yeah. you really needed, you couldn't. Once you played it, it, yes, you could go and just drive around and stuff, but it wasn't really achievements and stuff that you could do just playing it on your own. And when you play online with GTA, you just get killed. Like if you're like me and you just want to play for fun and, and yeah. have a bit of a go, you end up in these games with these completely serious people who have no lives. They live in a bunker at their mum's <laughs> joint and they're drinking coke and eating twisties and that's all they do. And they just they just take pleasure in killing people who aren't good at the game. And that's fine, yeah, but right. that's not my go. So okay. Far Cry allows me to just wander around in my own On your own. And so just offline. Offline yeah. and, and just play. But also but what do you do, cooperatively do you... play the game. Ah. So, you know, you and I could cooperatively multiplayer yeah, okay. Get through the game, but the thing was, I I had my own game going, single player, just doing my own thing. So you ran a little campaign, but I could then bring you into my campaign, and we could just go, through, ah. and then I could come back in, like you could do it yourself and together. I That's really like that about it. We should so, do that. We should do that when it comes out. We'll do that. Yeah, is that Xbox or PS Five as well? It's cross platform. Cross. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And can you play well, cross platform? Uh, I don't know. I play on PlayStation. Okay. Well, I play Far Cry on PlayStation. Yeah. Righto. It's weird what we do. Well, we should do that on. I think Call of Duty has a co-op mode too. Yeah, but you're, I could take you're the lead, far I too good at Call of Duty that you would be. That no, you want know to happen I'd, after, I'd, after a week I'd of playing? You behind. You'd just suddenly not be available when I'm available because <laughs> you'd be like, "Yeah, I think I'll keep. I'll kick ahead." Yeah, but if buddy. we're co-oping, we're working together, aren't we? We're not working against each other. Yeah, I know, but you'd co-op. be like, "Jesus Christ, I have to wait for this bloke to get nah, through there." That'd be all right. You'd get better. <laughs> you'd get better at it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I do. I do. Uh, 
I do fancy myself as a Call of Duty player. Yeah, I, I know say. you do. I go, yeah. I go all right there. I know you fancy yourself. I go all right there. Uh, two blokes talking tech. All the details from some of the great games announced at E3 are up at techguide.com.au. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear. If you need home uh, networking, you can get that all from Netgear. And uh, there'll be some pretty decent sales uh, to look out for over the next few weeks with Netgear. If you are looking for new gear, uh, the Netgear store uh, will have a bunch of great offers as we lead up to the end of financial year. So whether it's a, a mesh Wi-Fi system through Orbi or Nighthawk or a gaming-specific system, we've just talked about games, so get yourself a solid gaming router that allows you to prioritise your gaming machine, whether it's your PlayStation, your PC, your Xbox, over and above all the other traffic on your network, like the kids streaming and playing their iPads or whatever it might be. That's what the Nighthawk range best does for you. So all the deals, all the details, check them out at netgear.com.au. A little bit uh, better late than never, I think, from Hisense uh, this week. I've got a Hisense TV at home, Stephen, in the lounge room, the 85-inch from a couple of years ago. And, um, I'm aware of this. It's it's a beautiful TV, but it does lack, as Hisense and many others do, the, the biggest challenge is pushing these apps out, you know. Samsung absolutely gets the priority, I think, from most app developers, and maybe Samsung themselves put a bunch of cash into getting those apps developed. Um, but, you know, Hisense announced a good, I don't know... Um, six months ago, yep. that they were bringing KO to their Hisense TVs. And finally, this week, the KO app has landed through a software update. Um, and at the same time, they've released an app called NRL TV. Now, I'd, I'd never seen this before, but it's apparently just an app on your it's iPhone your, stuff, your is app, it, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's it's a great app to scroll through and look for video content. But on the big screen TV, man, I was very impressed with this app. So we're talking, you know, there's... It's like, you know, logging into Stan on Netflix. It's thumbnails of content. But every team, there's match highlights, full match replays, press conferences. Yeah. There's live shows. There's panel shows that are uh, on demand. There's just so much content create, in there. you got to create an account? you got nope, to create an account? I didn't create an account. Just pop straight in? Just pop straight in. And you can't watch live games? No, there's you no live games. highlights and That's replays. what you use KO yeah. for. Yeah. No dramas there. That's on, that's on the TV as well. Yeah. But I went in last night and went, okay, round eight. Um, yeah. Paramount, boom. And just... Got a game, and I was just replaying a game. Yeah, it's good. Now, there's ads. In, uh, there was a pre-roll. I don't know if there's mid-rolls, but there was a pre-roll that came up, but yeah. I'm thinking it's free. Who cares? That's yeah, fine. Exactly, yeah. But, mate, for an NRL fan, it's so I, I think of it this way, right? You're an NRL, hardcore NRL fan. You know about Hisense because they sponsor the Thursday Night Footy. You've only got free-to-air because you don't have money for Fox or KO, right? That's mm. a lot of people. Let's remember, that's a yeah. lot of people. Um, they've got this TV they bought you know, in the last 12 months or so. Um, and they want to make the most of it. Download the NRL app, and you've now you can now watch Channel Nine and on, and do your best with the live games. But then on a Saturday afternoon or a Tuesday night or whenever it is, you can go run. I want to watch that game from the weekend, and there it is. Yeah. In the NRL app, and if it's you're deep, too. deep, deep in your team, you can watch the press conferences. Yeah, I do that every week. I watch the Wayne Bennett press conference, and but the highlights are good too. If you if you can't watch a game yes. or you just want to sort of go back over and look over the highlights. That's also great because not everyone has time to watch a full replay. Yeah. But the highlights are awesome. And and the press conferences are too. They're very quite, quite interesting, especially when you get a coach who's lost a game and they've got, got some, something to say. Yeah. Like Ricky Stewart, who, who he's normally good, good to watch after a loss. Right. Has so, been uh, fined a few times. Yeah. So, um, and Wayne Bennett, uh, he's funny. He, he, sometimes he... He, he gives one-word answers and he's really, really cagey with the reporters. He's, he's, the, not, he's the Kimi Raikkonen <laughs> of, of the NRL. <laughs> he's right. 
Yep. Is that how Kimi Raikkonen is? Kimi, yeah. mate, Kimi Raikkonen. Is it because he can't speak he, English? Or? No, he just couldn't give a rat's. Really? He he barely appears in Drive to Survive, the Netflix series, because just, he just won't sit down and talk about it. He <laughs> appeared at the very end, like the literally the last episode in the credits of um, of season two. And I think the question to him was, why do you keep doing this or something? He goes, it's just a hobby. <laughs> He's a Formula One driver. And he said, it's as just a hobby. A hobby. That's hobby. it. Wow. That's the only comment for the whole That's year. Awesome. But uh, on the NRL app, so how old does your Hisense TV need to be? So I had a look at the list. I mean, basically, if it's 2021, brand new, great, excellent. Yep. 2020 TVs, a large majority of them are there. Yep. Now, it's a long list of model numbers. I've put them every single model number up at EFTM in a in a list so that you can search it. Just, you know, control F, search the page, find your model number. But it's certainly not all of them. Now, what the model, this list of model numbers allows you to do is see Essentially, whether your TV is at this level, because if your model number is compatible, you're getting NRL TV, you're getting KO, KO yep. Stan Sport will work, so the live sport will work on yep. Stan, and the NBA uh, League Pass will work as well. Yep. So they've just announced that as well. So they've gone, this is a big sport announcement for ICE. Yeah, absolutely. And sport customers like, they love sport. That's why they buy their TVs to watch their sport yeah. on, a, on a grand scale. It's only you're for right, a, a Hisense Thursday night TV sponsors. Yeah, it's yeah. it's only VDU um, TV. So if you've got an Android TV, yeah. um, you'll get KO and Stan Sport and. NBA, but you won't get uh, NRL TV. That's a Vita. But you can app. couldn't you download the NRL app though on on Android? You probably can. Yeah, but, but the it, NRL it won't. It won't it's not the opt- NRL TV app is it's, it's optimized optimized for, for Vita U, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're you're talking about you know mid to high end high sense TVs from the last eighteen months. Fantastic. My TV, I'm pretty sure, is actually a 2019 model. I don't I don't think it was a. Tw- it might be a 2019, 2019 and it works. Yeah, so it maybe it's a 2020 model. That's a couple of years ago. Because we got no, but we got so it. Did you get it during the pandemic or before that? We got it at the start of the pandemic, but it was probably a 19 model then. Yeah, right. Because I remember, I I know when I got it because I got I bought one for the local bush fire brigade for their headquarters after the. Yeah. It was after the you know the massive bushfires, which was just before just COVID. Before yeah, COVID, yeah. right? Yeah, just after. CES. They were they were talking about things that I was. I'm like, what can we do to help? Because you guys are amazing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they go, well, we'd love to upgrade our headquarters. I'm like, let's get an 85 inch TV. And yeah. High Sense were good enough to do me a decent deal, and I paid yeah. for this awesome TV. And it was around the same time, so it was like March, April, May. The mm. pandemic had hit because I remember it, it caused me delays getting it delivered and installed because of you know right. the lockdown. But do you things. reckon it was a 19? I, TV I feel though. like it's a 19 because their TVs weren't released till like April, May last year. That's they, right. The so <coughs> oh, it, it's in the list. It's an R7. Um, yep. So, just ha- yeah. you have to have a look. You have to know. But look, it's not going to be every high sense TV. Let's be clear. But if you're looking for a TV and you're an NRL fan, it means that in 2021, bloody hell, um, absolutely, yeah, you know, great. time to look at a, a well, high sense. You, you know, I know a lot of the TV brands. They're trying to sort of create a point of difference. Yeah, and I think high sense, the really smart move that they've they've. Um, Created a relationship with the NRL and yeah. that they've associated themselves with the NRL, yeah. and they're they're yeah. literally midway through a three year deal with the NRL, yeah. and I think that this probably Smart it's move. all been delayed because of COVID as well. Yeah. You got to remember they would have done a lot more last year, but the NRL season yeah. was essentially shelved and then just rehashed as best it could. So, you know, I think this will be really interesting for them over the next eighteen months to see how successful sales are from yeah. from this kind of publicity, but also just general usage of these apps and things. Of course. Yeah. And, and I had a lot of comments on, on Facebook about this. People going, oh, there's still no uh, KO app on Amazon Fire TV. And I wrote back, no one's got an Amazon Fire TV. <laughs> I mean, the you got to remember, an app costs money. 
right? Yeah. And I, I speak from experience. We worked at SBS. People would say, where's SBS on demand on this? I'm like, dude, it's like 80 grand to build a, an app yeah, for a TV. For one platform. For yeah. one platform, right? And, you know, so LG, Samsung, Hisense. There's three platforms. Then there's then there's Google and Android TV, yeah. right? So you're talking, even now that it's rationalized into a couple, it's still lots of still development, right? Yeah. It takes time people say well. yeah. People say KO is still not on LG. I, you know, I tell you what. I bet you it's because LG aren't, aren't willing to stump up a little bit of cash for yeah. it. And KO are like, dude, we're getting, you know, Hisense probably, maybe, I don't know for a fact, but maybe they helped. They, they wrote a check. A little yeah. bit. Either that yeah. or they went, listen, let's just give you some confidential numbers, but we can tell you we're the number two TV brand in Australia. You need to be on our TVs. Yeah. And I'm sorry to LG TV owners, but maybe, just maybe, you need to realise that you're third pickings. So even the 2021 LG TVs won't have KO? Still no KO. You can, you can Chromecast it, I guess, can't you? If, you yeah, have, if you're desperate. Same. Yeah, if it's you're desperate. Yeah, it's right. really not the same. Just uh, speaking of advertising during the NRL, do you know which other advertiser is being featured during NRL? Tell me. Our good mates at Arlo. Have of you course. noticed the Arlo ads during I the footy? I don't watch the NRL, so how would I know? Oh, come on. I notice it all the time. So Well, yeah, I don't watch the football. Shout out to Lambro. Good idea to nice. have it on during the NRL. Every yeah. NRL game, there's an Arlo ad, I've noticed. Yeah, Every yeah. one. And advertising the Arlo, the 2K cameras, and it, it's and all the features, the, the night vision and the, yep. the, the resolution and the wide field of view. Genius. Yeah. Smart. Smart play. Smart play. Oh, smart play. Good pun. Yeah, good work. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I'd say, look, if you're looking for the full list of Hisense TVs, yeah, I've, I've typed them all out for you at eftm.com. We spoke a few months ago about Telstra and how they were blocking up to 6.5 million scam calls yep. a month. Do you remember that? Can I you, do. Do you remember that? I do remember. Uh, well, guess what? They've upped their game. They've doubled the amount of <laughs> scam calls they've blocked in just three months. So now they're blocking more than 13 million scam calls a month. Now that's just in three months they've they've, they've gone to that figure. Is there more coming in, or have they upped the technology? They've upped the technology. Right. So I think it just goes to show, though, how many scam calls are coming in. No, and even 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 with those impressive numbers, so 30, get, yeah. 13 million, that's a lot. S- still, still this year, Australians have lost $25 million so far this year. Yep. And continuing that trend, they're on track to, to exceed last year's figure that was lost. So they're going to exceed the $48 million from last year. So they'll probably be $50 million plus I, lost. So the one I've been getting a lot lately... And my mum got, because she rang me, um, is a stupid, like it's so badly done. I, I mean, I, I could be a good scammer because they just need better voiceovers and more convincing text. Like yeah. it's just bad. Oh, yeah, this is Amazon calling, you know, and it's a really bad <laughs> accent. So, like it's not even thick Indian, it's just a stupid accent. It's, was that Indian? You no, no, it was, it's, it was even half British. But they say they're okay. Amazon and your subscription is, is due for renewal. It will auto-renew if you at $30 a month. If you don't want to renew, press 3. Uh. And so their 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 trick is like I'm an Amazon subscriber. I go piss off scammer. It's you know it's yeah. four dollars a month. You idiot, yeah. go away. But my mum goes, well, I don't want that. What what should I press? Uh. And so if she presses three, then maybe they'll go through a process of asking for a credit card details. Yeah, this is the scam, right? Danger. Yeah. They're they're finding ways to trick you out of stuff. So 
you know, whether it's the ATO, whether it's Amazon, whether it's Telstra, there's they, they try and but be everyone. It is their platform, their own platform, by the way, that's doing this. Yep. And it's their cleaner pipes initiative that this is part of. And this is their in-house technology they've developed. So yep. they've Small done well. team too. It's like a team of three or four <coughs> yeah. that have built it. I, I interviewed them on the EFGM podcast a, a month or so ago. It, yeah. It's fascinating <coughs> that they've gone to this trouble and built this. But I do, and, you know, remember all the talkos are meant to be working together on this. I do hope that they are... Obviously, Telstra you know, working a bit harder source, than the others. Yeah, but, well, they, but I mean, I know it's good publicity for them. Yeah. But if they've got the smarts, it should be shared. Yeah. Like it's oh, like, I agree, mate. Do you remember when Elon <coughs> Musk, and I'm talking 10 years, maybe five years ago, said, we're gonna make, I'm going to make all the patents that yeah, we yeah, own Tesla, available yeah. for yeah, everything, exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. Because we want the industry to, to prosper. Yeah, of course. Um, honestly, on this kind of thing, the industry needs to prosper. No, I agree. But the types of scams are interesting as well. Uh, have you heard of one, one Geary? You know what that is? One Geary. The one, one ring scam? Where you get a call oh, from, from a, a crazy from, number, yeah, you hang like an exotic up and it's, number, and it's a premium one ring, call. and a lot of people their curiosity gets the better of them there, and you call back, and it's a premium number you're calling, so it's costing you per minute or whatever, mm. and the person at the other end just tries to keep you on the line as long as possible, and to charge you the money to this service. Yeah, so uh, that's a bit cheeky, but also too the you know number spoofing, so they can make your phone appear to you getting a call from the taxation office yep. or from an, an Australian number where it's actually originating from overseas. So yep. it's, it's fascinating that Telstra's actually got the technology to detect and block that. Not not doesn't block every call, yeah. but just imagine everyone would be getting five five calls a day if this wasn't there because of the number of scam calls are increasing. So uh, good news there. But uh, interestingly, there are some tips that we can offer here mm-hmm. about trying to protect yourself. Uh don't be convinced if it looks like an incoming call from a legit business. If you get a phone call that says ATO on it, oh my god, yeah. I'd think twice. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is if the caller is trying to pressure you to make a decision about something, that's a red flag as well. Yep. Like you need to act urgently. Come on, you need to do this and that. That's suspicious. Also, the time that they call. The ATO is not going to ring you at 8 o'clock at night. No. So take note of that. Even on the weekend, you're not going to get a call from it's like a, a company like that, very yep. rarely. Yep. So take note of the time of day. Um, <coughs> is it an un, is it an, If it's an unknown number or a trusted brand trying to call you, this is, if it looks like, hang on, why would why would Telstra be ringing me on a Friday at, seven, at 8.30? Mm-hmm. Like, so this that's a kind of a hallmark of a scam call. But the golden rule, if it's too good to be true, and it probably is, if someone's calling you about an opportunity, maybe you've won a prize or you need to do this to claim it, uh, especially, you know, not many people, and I have this with my comps, people forget they've entered a competition. You mm. try to contact them, like I've got my major prize winner, hasn't got back to me in three days, so I've told him he's won a television, hasn't mm. got back to me. They forget they've entered competition. So just be, just remember that. If there's someone's trying to say you've won a prize, you might not have remembered. Likely, hood is you haven't even entered a competition. Yeah, be very, very, very careful. Yeah, I think the um the my number one giveaway about when it's a scam is when there's a delay in them talking. So what happens is you answer the phone and then you say hello. Yeah, because it's coming hello, from overseas. Hello. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's not just overseas. So what happens is they've got computers that you know. That, so there's one person, and their computer is dialing ten numbers. Yeah. And so the, what happens is the computer's just waiting for someone to answer. And at that point, then it routes it to make that other person, the, the caller, 
their phone rings and they pick up. So essentially, ah, right. So they're calling ten numbers at once, and the one they pick up they is get the, the first one that priority. they then get. And, and so <coughs> and that, that takes a second or two. Takes a second or two for the computer to route it through to them. So it's just constantly calling numbers. And then when someone is on, when it, when a fish is on the hook, it's think think of it this way: you're sitting on the back of a boat, and your and your rods are on the back of the boat, yeah. and you're just watching, and you see the rod move, and then you get up and grab it and reel it in. Right. So if it's you're the answers the phone. It's the difference between you if a normal call. Yep. You, you cast your line, and as soon as it picks, you, you wind it in. There's no delay. Yeah. So any delay, I'm out. And yeah. they're just databasing you. Scammers. Yeah. Scummy bastards. I, I, get, I get the same. Not a scam call. I just get people wanting to sell me better energy price, better, better energy plans. And I say, mate, take me off this list. I've got solar panels. I'm happy. Just leave me alone. I get the same call. I, like, I, I, I have had, on my home number, have had the odd call. But um, on my mobile, I've had a couple of robocalls about, oh, yep. this is the ATO. There's a warrant out for your arrest if you don't pay. I'm thinking, oh, geez, that's interesting. Come get me. Yeah, here I am. Yeah, <laughs> come at me. <laughs> and the other one, yeah. the other last thing I'd say is when they say, um, just someone says, who am I speaking to? I'm like, no, no, you rang who me. Who are you, mate? Yeah. yeah, who are you? What's your you name? What do you want? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, if I'm pretty hostile. I'll decide, like I'll decide yeah. when I give my name and I certainly won't be giving you my date of birth or anything else. Yeah. You've got my number now. like Because I've answered the phone, yeah. I've validated that this that, is a real number. number. Yeah, so unfortunately, just by answering the phone, you're giving them money because yeah. you're, you're saying that this number is now worth something. So yeah. on the scammer market... Yeah, you've just gone up databases, in price. you've gone up in price. But another thing too I noticed, this, this actually happened to me as well. Uh, I, I remember getting a call from a woman saying, you just called me. Um, I said, no, I didn't. So mm. I, I looked through my, my calls and yep. I said, no, I did not ring you. So what I think's happened is they've they've just randomly generated my number, number yep. and that, they appear, that appears on the phone mm. and the, that woman's rung me back. And so I said, no, I didn't call you at all. What do you mean? And um, that that that's happened to a few people I know. Number spoofing, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's what happens to a lot of businesses too, because they choose to spoof landline numbers uh, so that you think it is a legit business calling you. Yes, yeah, that's what they do. They're smart cookies, let's be honest, Very but um, we just got to stay one or three steps ahead of them. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Trying to find it. Was oh, that you, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> trying to find it. Here I am, just I had taking, it. taking I had a little it. break and thinking oh, about the good people I at Arlo. Had it. Yeah, well, no, how, well, how well protected I am. I've got an alert just now telling me there's there's motion at the office. Do you know what I did wrong? You didn't. I've I've left a TV yeah. sitting in front of the indoor camera with privacy shield. So when I leave the office, yeah. geo geo blocking kicks in. It knows I've left. Everything gets active, but the privacy proof. shield comes off. But every, it's a, got a Chromecast on it, and so every uh, ten minutes the image changes, and I get an <laughs> you <laughs> idiot. Well, you're right. Uh, two blokes talking tech is proudly brought to you by our good mates at Arlo, and it's uh, tax time. Uh, yes. Tax time with the Arlo Pro 4 Spotlight. You can protect your business with the Arlo Pro 4 Spotlight camera. Now it's tax time, so secure your business before June 30, and you can write it off as a business asset. This yeah. tax time. Smart move. Speaking of businesses, who's this bloke? Just wandering past my office. I'm like, hey. Get out of it. See, I've got an Arlo at the front door and I get alerts. Whenever I'm not there, Jeez. I get an alert to you see if someone parks, there. parks in your spot. That's mainly what I'm looking for. Good on you. You've got to get those, sta- what do they call them? Those staunchins? What do you call those little yeah, poles? Yeah, bollards or something. Get yeah. them up there, mate. Spend some money, will you? 
<laughs> I'd rather spend money on more Arlo cameras for my maybe, business maybe. as a tax write-off well, end of financial you know year. You got to protect and save your business. So uh, I think you, your did you say your mum put in additional security for yep. for her pub? That's it. So you have you let her know that tax time she can uh, we can add invest some cameras. In a, invest in Arlo Pro Four Spotlight, so she'll have high quality security and be able to write it off as well. Get it, get it, get into it. Game but a tradie, a tradie mate of mine is also considering investing in security to watch over his tools on site. Yep. So you think about the, the value of the tools. That, that's a really smart thing too. I'll give so you a crazy he's, idea he's, for trading. But he's thinking of getting the Arlo Pro 4. So, uh, yeah, that's got higher res. So that, that's the uh, the better camera. And when I told him he, he can claim it back on this financial year, uh, he, he couldn't order it fast enough. He thought, yeah. I'm in, mate. I'm in. And, mate, you know what some tradies have done? They've put Arlo's in... In their van, yeah. So when you're at home, the, yeah. the Arlo is connected to the to, to the network. Yeah, of course. So you set it up as a camera at home. Yep. It's in your van, so that your van and your gear is protected. Yep. When it's parked in your driveway there at home, you go, mate. That's hey, smart. hello, smart move. Put one That's outside. Cool. Put one inside. I think it's always yep. good to have every angle covered. The Arlo Pro Four Spotlight Camera. Find out more at arlo.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Stephen, uh, I mean, you've seen the gaming stuff that I yes, do and I yes. have done. But, mate, this week I I installed easily the greatest piece of racing simulation really? I've ever had in You've had position. them before, so this is I've the had, I've, got, I've had some good stuff, let's yeah. be clear, right? Okay. So at home, you know, we've got that Red Bull seat, right, that yeah. you sit low in, you sit up, it's, it's pretty yeah. cool. So that's a play seat F1. Right. So and that's a two and a half thousand dollar bit of kit. Yeah. But doing, I put doing very well. I put together a four thousand dollar play seat F one ultimate. Doing very, very on well. loan. Okay. It's already okay. gone. Okay. If you want to see the one that I put together, it's yeah. on show at the games because they took it assembled and they're just gonna put it on display. Uh-huh. Anyway, so this thing this thing's much more robust. It's it's kind of a cage that you, you get in, sit yeah. around. Super manoeuvrable in terms of the way you can adjust where you're sitting and everything. But still, you've got this low seating position with your feet quite high, which is how Formula One driver yeah. sits. But for $4,000, Stephen, Four it's, grand. it's just a seat. No wow. wheel, no pedals. What? Right, so it does nothing. So it's just the, it's the just chassis, the rig. And, yes, and <coughs> then you choose which wheel I'm going to get, which pedals, and, and all that's, that kind of that's stuff. That's right? an additional cost. Yeah, so you could buy a Logitech, you know, set of gear for three hundred bucks. Are they still good? The Logitech. Yeah, they're, 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 they're a great. The f- no, they're not the best. They're yeah. a great entry level. Right, first oh, wheel. So there's better sim- ones. Oh my god! Really. So then there's a couple of other brands: Thrustmaster and Fnatic. Fnatic. Thrustmaster. Uh, of, a fan, uh, high fan end. But Thrustmaster is my go-to, right? Is that right? So they're kind of the more high-end ones. They're high-end. So the gear I put together in total was 6200 So 2200 includes the rig. Yeah, including that rig. So 2200 on wheel. Pedals. The, the, the base for the wheel yep. and the pedals. Wow. So the pedals that I got were um, had this, they basically just much more realistic, so the brake pedal feels feels more real. Yeah, right. The, the, the wheel base um, for, for the steering wheel... Um, has a very good feel to it. But, mate, forget all that rubbish. And let me tell you, the physical steering wheel, $600, is an authentic, direct replica of last year's Ferrari Formula One car. Wow. Now, Stephen, this thing feels like it's carbon fibre. It's unbelievable. But the most... I've never seen this before on a wheel. It has an LCD screen in it which shows you in real time the data from the game. So gear shift, wow. speed, lap time. So if you're into your Formula 1, this is sort of as I've close as you get. I've never seen anything like it. Wow. Like it was legit. 
like like being in an F1 car with the wheel because you took and now I didn't hook it up to my PC so I didn't get the full thing because there's like 26 different knobs and dials on it you can wow. you can uh, adjust to all the different settings of the game on an Xbox it's less customizable. Right. There's only as many adjustments as there are on an Xbox controller, but it's still more comfortable to use. So this is connected to your PlayStation or no, to this a is on PC. Xbox. Yeah, on, on, on a PC, it's um, it's uh, it's next level. On an Xbox, it's just the best looking and performing wow. wheel you can get. Not PlayStation compatible? Or? No, there is a PlayStation version, I believe. Right. But the, so th- what happens is I didn't know this, but in the F1 game, there's a whole setting called telemetry. Yeah. So what you do is the wheel. This took me a while to work out because it wasn't in the instructions. The wheel. You connect to, it's got a Wi-Fi network, you connect your phone to it. And then using that, you connect the wheel to your home network. Once the wheel is on your home network, it has an IP address. You log into the game and you tell the F1 game the IP address of your wheel and it sends the telemetry directly to that IP address in real time. So you're flying up the main straight and you're clicking the paddles going up and down gears. It just appears in real time on the screen of the wheel as it does up on the you know the actual game screen, wow. phenomenal piece Great of kit. Experience. So if you've already got a Thrustmaster setup, that wheel, that's Ferrari wheel, six hundred bucks, is compatible with All a right. bunch, so a you bunch can, of existing. You can just if you've you already got a Thrustmaster wheel, which we do at home, yep. I can now buy that six hundred dollar wheel and just put it on. Just swap it out. You can buy multiple wheels for different different styles of oh, racing right. and everything. Yeah, okay. it's unbelievable. So if you want to do V8s, V8s. V8s, you yeah. get a bigger wheel bigger maybe wheel, with yeah. less buttons maybe. Well, on F1 car, you've got a lot more adjustments and things. Oh, mate, so it's the same oh, shape as the... I've seen an F1 wheel. It's uh, pretty compact and, and yeah, sort it's, of it's... Uh, it doesn't have the full the full circle. It's yeah. just, a, just, just what the do you side call that? Hole. What do you call that? It's the racing wheel. I don't yeah. know. I remember seeing one. I remember we went to the Formula One. They had a wheel, and we were looking at the wheel. And yeah, mate, that's mate, it had it had more. It was like flying the space shuttle. There's so many buttons on it. That's what this thing looked like, mate. Wow. Unbelievable. So I did a video of and both. You, you bought it, haven't you? The, you bought the, fifth, gonna, the Ferrari one. I'm gonna buy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. I'm just just course. waiting on a couple of. Oh, I'm running out of time though in terms of end of financial year. Ooh. But it will be. Oh, a, you're gonna try get it. It will be an EFE purchase. Yeah, because you know I've, I've, I've got a, those too. I've got to make a long term review of this thing. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Good. That's my accountancy, guys. You re- you review that, don't you? Yeah. That you bought those all those collectibles. You you reviewed them, did you? Yeah. I said, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> you really, you really do. <laughs> you talk, mate. We talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Done. Tick. Absolutely reviewed. Tick. Boom, as boom. long as you can provide the ATO with this podcast. Yes. Tell us there about you your go. latest purchase, Stephen. <laughs> well, uh, no, I've actually bought some cameras. I bought a couple of Sony cameras. Yep. Yeah. Just yep. to improve my videos and. Um, I bought some stuff for my car. I got the A sixty six hundred, the Sony camera, and I bought the ZV one, the smaller, the vlogging one, yeah, yeah. amazing yeah, camera. So I've got, got both of those. Yeah. Plus, I've already I've already got the A sixty four hundred. Yeah, so that's my main camera right now. But um, yeah, my Sony fan when it comes to their cameras, they're really cool. Yeah, mate, that's all I've got. Yeah. Oh, we've we've got a couple of Canon G seven Xs. We do when we travel a bit, but yep. everything else that I mm. shoot is and on the, the Sony. And the ZV one's great. To, even even the, I can now take. The A sixty four hundred out with me if I need to shoot anything on the go. Yeah, which is pretty cool. But the ZV one's a good good camera to have as well. That's really compact and high quality and can be my top down camera if I need to do like a review and shooting down on the desk and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's on there. I've got some stuff for my car as well. What's the stuff you need for car? I just got some um, all weather mats and stuff for the car. Now that we're back on the golf course, I want to don't want to protect the the boot area and the where you know the press front. Passenger and and driver's side with the yeah. special um, all weather mats, yeah. So yeah, 
We're doing our best. I was not hanging. I've just. I was. At, I was at the uh, the account the other day, and he gave me a list of instructions on <laughs> what, what we need to do. <laughs> do this. Pay this. Go for this. Go there and do. Put that. extra here. Yeah. All right. Well, back to my wheel. If you want to see the videos, they're up at eftm.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, you know the Google Photos. Remember on June one, was it? Yep. They stopped having the uh, unlimited, yep. unlimited high quality beyond fifteen gig. Yep. And a lot of people hit the panic button, I think, around that time, thinking, well, what am I going to do? And the solution is, of course, that you need to pay for more storage. Yep. But the alternative is to create your own storage, so your own cloud storage, if you like. And this is, you can achieve that with a NAS, a network attached storage. And I reviewed this week the Synology DS220 Plus, which is kind of your entry-level, consumer-friendly NAS Two bays, so BYO your disk, so you can't. You just get the unit. The unit's five hundred and nineteen yep. bucks, and you set up the uh, the DSN, so disk disk station manager. It's a great bit of. Are you software. are you Synology or are you what are you? Q, uh, I've Q-Nap. got a QNAP at the office, yep. but at home we use Synology, and I've given a Synology to my father-in-law too, who yep. uses. Lightroom for his, for his video, for, amazing, yeah, yeah. Yeah. for his photos, yeah, right. Well, imagine now then this this one can be set up at home as well. Pretty easy. I thought, look, you, you do need, I reckon, a degree of computer knowledge. It's not like, I, I think if I gave this to my dad to set up, he'd say, no, I can't do it. Too well, hard. I'll give you the example. Yeah. We There was a two-bay that we, we set up for. So we had a two-bay at home, and I um, decided to consolidate everything into our four-bay Synology. Yeah. And I bought new drives for the four-bay, and we were going to use the old drives, which were four or five terabytes yep. in the, the two bay, and give it to Amanda's dad. And I said to Jackson, great learning experience, you do it. Yeah. Okay? So a 14-year-old needed a couple of bits of conversation to understand what was going on, yeah. but nailed it. That's good. Um, but a, a, a seven-year-old, yeah, 65-year-old, it, yeah. it wouldn't have been a fun you, experience. You could do think. it. I reckon you could muddle through it. Yeah. it it's, it, it's pretty... Easy to discover it on your network and connect it. It's really yep. easy to connect. Yes, but but then you got to also buy the discs as well. Like the, you can spend ninety nine bucks on a one terabyte or eleven hundred on an eighteen terabyte. That's so what whatever, I did at the office, yeah. whatever, whatever you do, yeah, I got an eighteen and a, and a ten. Now I got an eighteen and a sixteen in that one. And I think the yeah. thing that people need to understand is that, and this was a tough conversation for my father in law. It was like he, he so he has a hard drive. He just puts his stuff on there and then takes it to the car, puts another one. So it's constantly rotating. And I said, well, so what you've got here is two drives. Mm. So if one of those drives fails, it, it's the, the data's all still there. You still got, yeah, there's a redundancy. And That's you, what you, RAID, it's RAID. So redundant array of independent disks. And you put yeah. another one in and it just recreates the, the yeah. RAID array. And he said, but what, can I take one to the car and you know use it as my <laughs> backup? And I said, actually, you could. Yeah. So you can take it out and it's still got... Why would he take it to his car? What, because would he if the house burns down... Uh, see, this is the problem right. with, with storage. This is why I... And I'm I'm all in on the technology. Yeah, mate. Off-site prevents but that. Sort that's of why danger. the cloud is so good. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I'm a fan of yeah. having on-site and off-site. I'm a fan of having on-site and cloud. Yeah. I believe if you truly value your data and yeah. your photos, you should have them all have in a, Google Photos. Have a backup, yeah. And you should have a local backup that allows yeah. you to just easily access them and stuff. But w- with this one, I think that the, the whole point of it of it was sort of saying, right, Google Photos. Here's what's happened. But you can kind of create your own method of storage. Yeah. And Synology, they've got a new the Disk Station Manager 7.0, which is in beta. One of their apps for the for that platform is Synology Photos. So it's basically your own Google Photo. Right. And with Synology Photos, you install it on your phone, install it on the NAS, 
And basically, you set it to upload every new photo you take back to the NAS through the app. So really easy to do that. And it gives you features like being able to organize your photos in a timeline. It it also allows you to sort of recognize people with facial recognition if you want to search for a photo, remotely access the photos as well. So it's basically sort of trying to – it's Google Photos – your own personal yeah, version. It's your of own it. version yeah. of Google Photos, yeah. but it lives in your house and yeah. it's accessible from anywhere in the world. It's brilliant. Yeah, it, it, look, it, it's it's going to be more expensive than just paying for more storage on Google and Photos. And I think that's the challenge, yeah. right? You go, okay, so yeah. if I was going to pay, so it's five hundred five hundred and nineteen. Plus, I'm going to spend a few, probably same same again or more on storage. Probably yeah. So right? double the price if you want to spend, say, decent amount of memory. Yeah. And so you're up for a grant. Yeah. Now, cloud alone. That's, that's years worth of cloud storage. Yeah. So it's this balance between how important is having the physical and not being dependent. A lot of people took the Google change as being a real slap in the face. It's like, hang on a minute, I'm, I'm literally at the mercy of this company. Because well, like store I, for it example, on your own servers then. Yeah, that's, yeah. And that's that's the yeah. reason you that's the reason you switch to a NAS yeah. is because if you're at the mercy of these companies, which you are, yeah. like if Google says to me, mate, from now on it's double the price, I'm like at least for a little while, I have to pay the double because I can't yeah. just turn it off. Well, here, you, you run your own show here. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. let me be clear, a cu- the couple of Synology NASs I've got at home, I've had for years, like five years. Yeah, they, they, they run well. All yeah. I've done is, is, and so what you do, you get alerts when the drives are failing or, or in any yeah. problem, they beep. And so you can just you can just take a drive out and put a new drive in. Yeah. It's It'll literally yeah. that easy. It's really good. No, I think, uh, and, and of course, look, looking if you're a small to medium business, you've got what do you got a four bay? I've got a five bay here. At the as office, well. I've got an eight bay. And yeah. the, but things you don't have to put eight drives. I've only got yeah. six drives in it. Yeah, I've got two extras there just in case I want to go hard on some expansion. But yeah, I've got six 16 terabyte drives. I've got, and they all work yeah. together to create like a sixty terabyte array of storage now that doesn't add up people thinking you've got you know six 16s what happens is the total amount of storage is then shared across multiple drives yeah so that there's redundancy across multiple yeah drives. so you can have a pool in a two of bay in, there, yeah. in a two bay they essentially replicate each other yeah uh, essentially and, and the good thing too with this one too is that when you're setting it up uh there is there is a system like you you create your own you create your own id and all that which is pretty basic but then if you don't want to choose your RAID type, so if you want to have, you know how there's RAID 1, 1 redundancy, RAID mm-hmm. 2, you know how it works, you can also have their own, they've got uh, the Synology Hybrid RAID, so SHR, which basically just automates it for you, just automates the management of it. So rather than you having to think, oh, do I need, what's RAID 1, RAID 2, what do mm-hmm. I do? This is kind of your, your quick setting that, allow, that t- does the heavy lifting for just you. Just to be clear, yeah. for, uh, this was just for my father-in-law. I'm like, we're trying to find somewhere to plug it in because he's got his full, like the Orbi that he's got, is all the ports full. Yep. And I looked at what they were, and one of them's an old time machine, Apple time machine. Ah. And he said, oh, that hasn't worked for a while. And I went, well, the Synology, take it out. Take it out. That, can, that can back up now, your thing. Yeah. again, not an easy thing to do, but you follow the instructions you can find online. Yeah. you just got to en- enable... So you creating an Apple ma- Apple time machine backup. On the Synology. On the Synology you yeah. have to enable a few services. Yeah. But once you enable those things, it's just like clicking a button on the Mac. It's pretty simple. And you've simple, got time simple. machine. Because that'll appear on... You should be on your list of devices. It'll yes. appear on your network. But it yeah. won't appear by default. You do no. need to enable a specific service on the Synology. Yeah, because but it's connected not physically. It's connected on the network. That's right. So that's the difference. Yeah. yeah. And and the other thing, you, just quickly, you can do with an NAS is if you do have all your videos and photos there, you can set up things like um, Plex sharing and stuff like that. So on yeah. your TV... So you can watch it on... on you can just yeah. browse. We well, often... Plex, that's what I'm doing. I'm setting it up as a multimedia server too. So I've got a lot of the movies if I'm sitting 
thinking I want to watch something, I just look up a list on my yeah. Plex uh, on the server and I go bang. Mate, and press we've play. got so when the kids were like Jackson was born, we had little Sanyo portable cameras. You know, yeah. we'd record videos. We got heaps of those, hundreds of them. And they're just sitting on the NAS. We sometimes just open it up on the TV and just flick through and embarrass the hell out of the kids. It's great fun. Anyway, all the details of the Synology NAS and how you can set one up are at techguide.com.au. And uh, that's it, Stephen. Uh, we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear and Arlo, and we appreciate their support, and we appreciate the, you supporting them. At the end of financial year, yes. there's never a better time to Get buy new cameras, new networking. Yeah. Upgrade everything, folks. And, and I know it, it sounds like we're doing very well, but the point is, <laughs> especially people who are you know, tradies, um, you have a small business, you have an ABN, yeah. if you've got a couple of hundred spare, look at using it, and you claim it back, it's instant yeah. write-off. There's huge benefits. Seek Absolutely. advice from your accountant, of course. We're not giving financial advice. Yes. But um, it's a <laughs> it's a great time of year to have, make those purchases because... Conditions apply, do we say Conditions that? apply. Conditions apply. <laughs> <laughs> Terms of conditions apply. Please like how they say that really apply. quickly at the end. Yeah, yeah. Terms of conditions apply. We try doing that. It's really hard. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Two Blokes Talking Tech.